Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hello, Car Wash Nation. This is David Begin, and welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. How's everybody doing today? I'm recording this on the first day of 2020, so I'm excited. Uh, new the new year offers new ideas, new opportunities, new challenges, but uh, we always feel like we get a do-over on January 1st. So I'm wondering if you're one of those people that set New Year's resolutions. Do you try to come up with a list of things you want to do differently, better, things you want to eliminate in your life? It's it's a good time to do it. I'm not, I always get conflicted when I think about New Year's resolutions because a lot of them never get past February 15th. And we tend to want to change an awful lot of things at the beginning of the year. So we want to kind of fix everything that uh, that didn't quite work in, in the previous year. So I would just caution you, if you're a person that does New Year's resolutions, just pick a couple. Just pick a couple things that you want to work on this year. And uh, and I would do that maybe every quarter. I would look at that every three months and say, what do I want to work on now? I think 90-day challenges are good to execute on and just don't 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 wait till January 1st, but uh, don't don't try to do too much on January 1st as well. So uh, based on that, we had a great year last year. I just want to tell everybody, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we've certainly increased our listenership and uh, I do get comments. So I do appreciate the comments. Uh, you can either drop me a line at the how of carwashing.com. Let me know what your thoughts are there. Uh, and if you like listening to it, you can always drop me a quick email at davidbegin at levantebg.com. And uh, if you've got an idea on a subject you want to hear, you know, we'll try to find some experts on it, or it might be something I can talk about. Uh, but thank you so much for the listeners. And I want to also thank all our sponsors, the people that help, uh, help fund this podcast. So we've got a lot of great suppliers in the industry uh, who have stepped up to help us uh, just get this information out. You know, this is not this is not a money-making venture for anyone, but we appreciate people uh, giving us a little bit of sponsorship for all of the software we use, all the platforms we have to use to get this produced. We have to get it edited. Uh, and I want to say thanks to all the people that, that do that. So I appreciate all our vendors, and we're excited about 2020. We think there might be some some opportunity, you know, stay tuned. There's probably going to be some interesting information on partnerships that we're going to be able to take advantage of in 2020. So I'm hoping that's going to uplevel our content and uplevel um, the consistency. So one thing I've, I struggle with is consistency. We, we did it this year. I think we, we didn't produce a podcast on Christmas, which was on purpose, but I think we were able to get a podcast out every week. So I doubled my rate of podcasts this year from uh, 2018. So thanks for all the people that helped with that. And also thanks to Henry Lopez, my partner, uh, my podcast partner in uh, the How of Business, been able to use some of his podcasts. He's a, he's a podcast machine. He's got a lot of great podcasts. If you're interested in just general business, I would say, you know, listen to the How of Business because he interviews a lot of great people. And you can pick and choose which ones you want to listen to, too, if you're interested in a certain subject like marketing or or insurance, uh, or, you know, how do you work with an attorney? He's got a, you know, a lot of podcasts. He, he does pretty much all interview podcasts for the most part where I kind of mix it up. But we are excited about 2020. We're going to have some interesting 
things happen, I think, and stay tuned for some announcements, hopefully this month or next month. But today I want to talk about metrics. I want to talk about how you measure things. Since we're starting a new year, it's a great time to take a look at uh, how we, we look at our business. And, and I would think metrics are an extremely important part of managing any car wash. You know, if you've, uh, if you've done any sort of business school studies, you've, you've heard of Peter Drucker. He was an operational expert in the early part of last century. Uh, but he had a term that which I've heard a million times. You can't manage what you don't measure. And so if you're, if you're managing certain aspects of your business, but you're not med- measuring it, uh, it becomes very difficult to know how you're doing. And then the big question we're trying to determine, are we getting better or are we getting worse at, at these things? So, you know, what's the overall health of our business? And, uh, you know, the new year is a great time to review your metrics. Um, and so, you know, what, the type of questions you're, you're asking here is how do, how do you define success? So what's, the, what's success for you? And, uh, and then how do you define progress? So are you making progress um, in improving your business or maintaining your business? How do you define the word customer service? So what does that mean for you? Um, and then how would you define employee satisfaction? And, and you're able to do that when you create these metrics. So, you know, metrics are such an important, I believe such an important part. I was such a data geek when I owned my car washes. I loved looking at data, but I want to kind of caution you a little bit on how you develop metrics. Cause I, I made some mistakes I think in the past and I want to kind of explain the mistakes I made in metrics, but let's, let's do some definitions here. So if you talk about measure, this is an interesting definition. So measure is a verb and the definition of measure is to obtain a measurement. So that, that, that's kind of a, a circular uh, definition, but measure is obtaining a measurement. And then the definition of a measurement is the figure obtained by a measure. <laughs> so those two work together. So measure and measurement. And then well, once you get measurement, so when you start measuring things, then you start taking a look at what I call metrics. And we're going to use that term. And a metric is a standard of measurement. So a metric uh, could be like a foot if you're just, you know, thinking of measuring things. So the foot would be a standard of measurement. And then the other part of that would be benchmarks. And we're going to talk about benchmarks as well. And a benchmark is a standard by which others are measured. So benchmarks is the standard you're creating for a particular metric. And uh, I want you to think about your benchmarks, too. Do you have benchmarks for your measurements? Um, So if if you look at an overall metric... Uh, you could define it. We, we collect data from different sources. That would be the measurement. And it's going to be expressed as a standard, which would be a metric. And we're going to compare metrics to other pieces of data. That would be the benchmark. So those are the three elements of creating good metrics. The measurement, the metric, and the benchmark. So if you're just starting out on metrics, or if you want to kind of get your metrics a little more organized, you know, I think you kind of want to create them in major categories. And the, the categories I've always kind of stuck with here recently are the, the, the categories of uh, the, the stakeholders. So I always look at, at metrics. I look at things in terms of who are the stakeholders in the car wash environment. It kind of keeps me focused on the people who are involved in it. And, and the three stakeholder groups that I talk about are customers, employees, and then the owners and investors in the car wash. Because those are the people that are, everybody has an interest in the car wash if you're a customer if you're an employee and if you're an owner or investor and their their interests are different right and so your job as a manager is to try to balance those three interests 
right? Because owners and investors, they want to make as much money as possible, but, you know, employees need to make, you know, you, but employees might have a different, different uh, interest and your customers might have a third type of interest. So, you know, when I finally got some clarity around running my car wash, I, I did it in these three stakeholder categories and it gave me a little bit of, um, it gave me a little bit of uh, clarity in terms of how, how do I balance the interest of these three stakeholders. So that, I think that's a great way to start. You might start with financial uh, metrics, operational metrics. You know, you can do it any way you want. I, I just, I like the three stakeholders and I've kind of stuck to that in my mind. So if, if we talk about, you know, kind of what you need to do to develop metrics, I think I've come up with, uh, as I typically do, I came up with a list of about 10 and of uh, different different metrics. So the first one you want to do is name the metric. So what are you measuring? And I'm going to just kind of throw one out there. I'm going to say the number of memberships in your unlimited club. So you would name the metric. So that's what I'm going to measure. I'm going to measure the number of memberships that I have uh, in my membership club. So you would write that down. So the second thing I want you to think about, what is the source of the data? So where are you getting this data from? And so, uh, you know, when it comes to memberships, I think you could probably get that from the point of sale system. You know, you can get it from other areas. If you're doing like chemical management, for example, what's the source of the data? If you're looking at chemical cost, is it your chemical provider coming down every couple of weeks and doing volumetrics? Um, are you getting the information in chemical management by doing inventory at the beginning of the month and the end of the month? And dividing it by, you know, taking the cost, dividing it by the number of cars. Is that how you're doing it? So what's, what's the source of information? That's an important one. You want to make sure that the source of information um, is, is a good source because there's, there's sources that are bad. Even point-of-sale systems sometimes will calculate things for you uh, in, in, incorrectly. And, and so make sure that you look at the source of data. You understand how it's being calculated uh, because that's because accuracy, if you're going to you know, manage your business on it, you want to make sure your source of data is very accurate and you're getting a good source. Um, the third thing I would talk about is who's collecting the data. So is that something that your administrative staff is doing? Is it your bookkeeper? Is it your site manager? Is it a uh, assistant manager at the car wash? Is it your chemical provider? Uh, who's collecting that data? I think it's important to know who's doing that and, and how you know, and how they're doing it. I think, um, you know, when I did chemical management, for example, um, you know, I would have my managers do chemical management and look at our, you know, our chemical usage as well as our uh, chemistry representative uh, from the company we bought chemicals from. So I wanted to make sure we had two people doing it. I just didn't want one person doing it um, because, you know, it was one of those things that could be highly inaccurate if you don't do it correctly. So we were always kind of using uh, two sets of people with two sets of expertise with two different uh, levels of interest uh, to, to, to collect data. Um, you know, so if, if you're looking at the number of memberships, it could be simply your administrative assistant or your bookkeeper could collect that from the point of sale system. Your, your site managers could collect that. And then you got to look at a time period. So when are you collecting this information and how often are you collecting it? So um, in doing some work with, with some of my clients in, in consulting, you know, we, we were kind of looking at, uh, we were looking at churn and, uh, 
you know, they were saying, oh, we got about an 80% churn rate. I'm like, well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, 80% churn rate in, in your, in your club memberships. And then I realized the way they were measuring it is they were taking an entire year as opposed to a month. So, you know, what, what's the standard for looking at this information? Because if you're going to benchmark this information with other people, you got to have consistency. So while they might've been looking at churn for memberships over a year, most people look at churn, uh, within a month time period. Um, so, you know, and then you can benchmark that. So, you know, if I was comparing 6% versus 60%, there was a huge difference there. And, 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 you know, those numbers would look bad. So how often are you planning on collecting that? I think that's important. You want to only collect it as often as you think you need to, to get information and maybe possibly do something about it. So if you did, um, you know, if you're looking at churn weekly that'd be interesting to look at is there anything you can do about it though if you're looking at churn weekly maybe maybe not this is david begin before we continue with this episode i have a few questions for you are you planning on opening a car wash and getting overwhelmed are you a bit confused and searching for unbiased advice are you an existing car wash operator searching for ways to improve your employee turnover or trying to solve other operational challenges I have faced and overcame some of the same obstacles over the past 15 years to help develop a very successful car wash business. I can provide you with the guidance you need to help you navigate and solve the challenges we all face in this business. If you want to learn more about my one-on-one car wash coaching program, then I invite you to schedule a free coaching call with me. Please text the word FOAM to 31996 and I'll reply with a link to schedule your free call. Let's chat about one of the challenges you're facing and let me help you gain some clarity. Again, please text the word FOAM, F-O-A-M, to 31996. The one thing I want to share is when I first started in the business, I would drive myself crazy with with metrics. And um, the one thing I would do uh, is I would get online, I'd look at car counts. I'd look at hourly car counts, I'd look at daily car counts, and I was spending an awful lot of time Looking at that information, and this is probably even before a lot of these systems came on smartphones, you know, you had to sign in to the back room, look on the PC and find out where your metrics are. And so I had a car wash owner who I, I really respect up in northern Colorado at Breeze Through tell me, why are you looking at this information? And, and you know, and he kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I said, I don't know. I'm just kind of like playing around looking information. But there was nothing I was doing with it. It was just more... Um, it was more informational. It was more for fun. Um, it was more for, you know, if we watched a lot of cars, it kind of made my ego big, but you know, I, I he really questioned that. And, and I had to question myself, why was I looking at this data all the time? Because it wasn't anything I was doing anything with. So you might have some metrics out there that are more informational that you want to do, but really ask yourself, what are you going to do with this data once you collect it? If you're not going to do anything with the data, or if you're not going to change your business depending on the benchmarks, then I would kind of question why you'd look at it. And then, Actually, I stopped looking at car counts. I know that's kind of crazy, but I just stopped looking at it on a daily basis. And I might look and, you know, kind of get the number at the end of the month, but I stopped driving myself crazy all the time. With, with with looking with, with looking at the uh, metrics. So out, big shout out to John Agnew for uh, pointing that out to me and uh, changing my behavior. I, I, I appreciate that. So, so 
how often you're doing it is going to be important and when you're collecting the data. So when, when is it required? So if it's a monthly metric, you might say, I want this metric to be turned in to the management team on the fifth of the next month or whatever it might be. But just make, make sure you've got a pretty clear picture of how often you're doing it. Don't drive your team crazy by doing it too often. Like if I was trying to do chemical, chemical uh, management, you know, if we if we did a you know volumetrics on every chemical every week, that was an awful lot of work. It was probably not necessary to do every week, and and so you know again, I was kind of driving my people crazy by getting way too much data. So I backed it off. I told them to do a volumetric on one or two chemicals per week, so you can kind of test it, see where you're at, pick one you think might be problematic, but you know try to get through every chemical within a month time frame, so you can you can measure that. And that was a more reasonable. Um, amount of time so the number five here which is important is what needs to be done to the data before it becomes a metric and so you know you're, you're gonna have to maybe do some calculations so if you're if, if there's a calculation that goes along with it so if you're trying to figure out um, chemical cost you might have to you know determine which cars are getting that chemical during the week there might be some you know excel spreadsheet that you're gonna have to do some calculations with um, there might be some calculations or might be some information you have to extrapolate from your point of sale system because some point of sale systems haven't really kind of grasped the membership model and some of the data you're getting or reports that you might be getting out of your point of sale system might not reflect the way you want to look at your membership program, the way you want to look at churn. And so, you know, how much calculations got to be done? So identify what the calculations have got to be. If you need to do further calculations, I would just say don't take the reports that you're getting out of point of sale systems um, as gospel because the way they calculate it might be completely different than the way you want to look at it. So that'd be number five. What do you got to do with it? How do you got how how do you have to manipulate data, that data to work? Number six is going to be who are you going to share that metric with? So if you're not going to share it with somebody, that's okay, but Who's going to get to see that metric? Is it, you know, going back to your stakeholders? Is it going to be your investors or owners? Do they get to see the metric? Um, do your employees get to see the metric? So obviously the ones they're more interested in, you know, might be car count. So how are they doing with the number of cars? We always try to create contests on um, the number of cars. And we, we would incent people, we would incent our team um, if they washed a certain number of cars per hour. And, and a lot of that was to get them focused on making sure we're washing cars, getting throughput uh, through the car wash. But, uh, you know, they would look at that metric all the time. They probably overlooked at the metric, you know, because they wanted to see how they were doing. But uh, I would incent them because, you know, there's a lot of things if we can get cars through there, um, you know, safely, but also, you know, get cars, get the number of cars through there. A lot of things would have to be happening right at the car wash to make that happen. So, so that's, that's what we did. So who are you sharing the metric with? So you're sharing with your investors, your employees, and are you going to share it with your customers? So I was thinking, well, you know, what would be a metric you might share with your customers? I think one we ought to be sharing in the industry, which we're not, is how much water we're saving. So you can probably calculate, since most of us have reclaim systems, you can calculate how much car wash water you're saving per car. I don't know why at the end of the tunnel, we just don't have a little sign to say in December 2019, we saved you know, 894,000 gallons of water by recycling. I think that's a great metric that would be great to share with our, our customers. So think about what are some metrics you might share with your customers that would be of interest to them 
Um, and again, going back to those three particular stakeholders. So that's number six, who you're going to share it with. Number seven is what are the benchmarks you're going to use to determine whether you're successful or not? So you're going to use industry standards. Are you going to talk about trends? Are we getting better? Are we getting worse? You're going to compare against yourself. Are you can compare against the industry? You know, the way you compare against the industry is there's a lot of great industry reports. Um, you know, there's, there's benchmark reports that are done by uh, car wash magazines every year that you can pull out. You can talk to other car wash owners um, if you want. And if, you know, if you've got a group of car wash owners you're involved with through an enhancement group or you just kind of get together every once in a while, you know, if you become friend with, with car wash owners, you might say, hey, can we share some metrics back and forth and see how we're doing? And it's a great way to say, how, how am I doing? So I think one thing we always were concerned about long before the membership program got exciting was car counts. So if my car counts were down one month, you know, and I wasn't sure why, I could call some other car wash owners, you know, and say, yeah, we're, we're down this month too. You know, which made me feel better that it was either, you know, something going on with the weather or, you know, the time of year or whatever it is. It just it just made me feel better that I can compare that. So come up with what that benchmark is going to be and how you're going to determine success. So if you're going to set some goals, it's a nice way to set goals, too. So if you want to improve your ticket average, for example, by 25 cents, that would be the benchmark that you would manage that metric to for the rest of the year. And then number eight would be, does this particular metric become part of a performance plan uh, for your employees? So are you going to reward your employees? Are you going to disincent your employees um, based on this metric? So one metric I used to love was uptime. So how often were we up, ready to go, washing cars? You know, if we were down for more than 30 to 60 minutes, you know, I, I disincented my employees because of that. Because, you know, if we're not open and something's gone wrong, then... You know, I want everybody to share in that pain. Um, if we're washing cars and we're getting our car wash numbers going the way we want to, I wanted to incent my employees. So determine if you're going to use that metric as a, as a way to reward employees or as a way to disincent employees. Um, you know, one other metric we had was the, um, was the, was the amount of damage claims. So, you know, if we got over a certain percentage and I would measure that, I, I, I collected that against revenue. So I said, if we had a certain percentage of, you know, if our percentage of damage claims got to a certain percentage against revenue, then there would be a disincentive um, for, for the employees. So you, you can do it either way, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, and then n number nine might be that does the metric drive performance. So what behavior do you want to see out of your employees as a result of that, of that metric? So does it drive the performance that you want? And I think that's important because a lot of times we'll create metrics, we communicate metrics, and is it, is it really doing what we want it to do? You've got to really look at that and you've got to study that. So if I created a metric to say, oh, I want a certain number of cars per hour, well, that can drive great behavior or it can drive bad behavior. Uh, if we're not careful, so it could it could get my guys to cut make a lot of shortcuts. Um, uh, you know, I, I caught a few managers in my day turning up the conveyor so they could they could hit that metric, and that's not what we wanted, right? We didn't want the conveyor running a lot faster, but uh, you know, they get in the back room and and crank it up a little bit so they can meet that metric. That's that's not driving the behavior that I wanted, and so just make sure you've got a good understanding of. 
what's this metric going to do? And what are some ways maybe it can drive some bad behavior too? So, um, you know, damage claims might be a good example if we go back to that. You know, there's a certain types of damage claims that you want, might want to take responsibility for. There's certain types of damage claims you don't want to take responsibility for. If your guys are really focused on that metric, are they driving or are they, they, they not performing good customer service because they're saying no to everybody? Uh, you know, you want to kind of be be careful with that. So just, just kind of get a better idea of how that metric is driving performance in your car wash. And then number 10, I would say, is give it some time. So if you're going to come up with a new series of metrics this year, you know, give your guys some time to kind of get used to it, to, to, to figure out how to accurately collect the data, figure out how it's going to drive performance, figure out, you know, is are the incentives proper? Are they, are they accurate? Are the disincentives proper? Are they accurate? So give yourself a little bit of time. You can't institute these types of metrics and expect them to work the first month. You might, you might give it about a quarter and, and see how it's going. And then, and then at that part, you can, you might end up refining the metric a little bit. Um, so, you know, so as you start looking at 2020, really, you know, take a look at the metrics you're currently using and ask yourself what metrics do you want to add, which ones you want to refine, and which ones you want to eliminate. So if I'm looking at hourly car counts, for example, maybe that's one I want to eliminate because it doesn't do me any good looking at hourly car counts unless there's performance around it. But, um, you know, it just as an owner, it wasn't, wasn't benefiting me at all to, to be constantly looking at, you know, how many cars we were washing per hour. So if you've got a reason to do it, then I would do it. But if you don't, don't, don't drive yourself crazy. I guess that's the most important thing here is I, you know, I, I overlook at data. I, I'm kind of a, you know, I always think there's, there's, there's ways to manage with data. I love data, but you can drive yourself crazy. You can drive your team crazy with metrics. So my recommendation is don't come up with a whole ton of them right now. Come up with three to five really good ones and whatever categories you're going to you're going to do get really good at it, at, at creating it, at collecting it, at refining it and reporting it. Um, so don't 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 give your, if you're going to give your team 15 to 50 metrics to try to manage the business with. It's going to get really, really confusing. So you might have a lot of metrics you're going to look at, but but don't you know, don't overwhelm your team with a lot of metrics. Pick pick the ones that you consider to be the most important in those categories. Give those to your team work with them on those metrics and i think you'll get 80 or 90 percent of what you want in terms of performance so you know fewer metrics i think allow your team to focus on what it is they're trying to do with the business so and again think about it in terms of customers employees owners and investors which again i like so that's what i want to talk about metrics so if you'd like some help with your metrics you want me to take a quick look at them I'm, i can do that for you i'd love to do it so you can, you can, I'm going to give you a, a number to text to. So you can text the word FOAM, F-O-A-M, to 31996. And uh, you'll get a response and you'll get a little link where you can schedule a time uh, to, to visit with me. So if you, if you need some help on this, I'm happy to help. You know, I'd like to spend a few minutes with you. Uh, if we can help you as well in your car wash business, if we can help you from a consulting standpoint, I'm also doing that in 2020. So you can also text you want to just have a quick conversation about what's going on with your business and maybe you can use some help and some clarity uh, i'd love to love to be a part of that so text the word foam f-o-a-m to 31996 so that's what we've got today on metrics 
and I'm excited about it. Let me know how that's going for you. You know, drop me a comment at thehowofcarwashing.com or give me a quick, uh, you know, information. Uh, let me know at 31996. Text the word foam and uh, I'd love to connect with you. So thanks for all your, uh, your listening in 2019. We're really excited about two, uh, 2020 as it's coming up. My wife's an optometrist, so they're really excited about the year 2020. So, um, you know, we can, uh, we can find out what's going to go on in the optometry industry for this year. But thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks to all our sponsors. And we'll look forward to, uh, to talking to you some more this year on the How of Car Washing. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.